I just tried to grab the corded mic. That would have been funny. Uh, man, uh, before, before we get started, if you want to turn in your Bibles with me this morning to uh, First Peter, it's way back at the end of the book. Um, if you find it, First Peter chapter 2, verse 1, say, I found it. If you find it, and we'll wait. We're not going to put it up on the wall just yet, so you can't cheat just yet. One, because Jason is gone. I don't know where he went, so he's not going to put it up, and, and Jared's not going to do it because he doesn't want you to cheat just yet. No, he's back there. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, I am excited uh, to be getting back to kind of a normal schedule. Uh, we've been off from Wednesday nights for a while now. Uh, we did that. Uh, normally, we're going to lose two Wednesday nights uh, in December anyway with Christmas and New Year, uh, but we decided that uh, we wanted to encourage people to, uh, to, to be with their families, and, um, and so I don't know what she said. It was funny. We'll talk about it later. If you got enough to share with the whole class? <laughs> oh, you found it. Oh, you got to say it loud. All right. <laughs> Somebody found it. All right, but we're, we're excited to get back to a, uh, a normal schedule and excited about Elevate. Come on, somebody. Man, let me tell you what happens at Elevate. So Ele Sunday morning, we come in here. Everybody's dressed nice. I got on my polo black knockoff, okay? <laughs> okay? And uh, everybody's dressed real nice and uh, up, and we had, you know, you, you had yourself a good breakfast that you got down at Spring Hill Donuts, and we come in here, we have Sunday school and stuff, and, but at Elevate, at Elevate, at Sweeties, man, we, we Spring Hill Donut fam up here, um, we, <laughs> Sweeties, if you're watching this or listening to this, I love you, um, uh, anyway, uh, Elevate, what we do, uh, we have a rotating, usually on Sunday mornings, I'm going to speak, and so you come to Elevate, and you can hear some talented speakers, man. We got like Pastor Monk is going to get up and speak, Pastor Jason gets up and speak, uh, and speaks, uh, Pastor Daphne gets up and speaks, and what we do on Elevate, the, the, the worship is a modern, uh, which we do some modern worship on Sunday mornings too, but uh, Elevate, uh, we do modern worship, and uh, it's just kind of a... Uh, I don't want to say casual because it's serious, but uh, it, it's a really laid back service. So if you haven't come to Elevate, you haven't visited, I want to invite you uh, next Sunday at 6. Come and hang out for Elevate, and uh, we have a good time. So I hope that you found uh, our, our verse while I was up here running my head. Um, so we want to start in 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verse 1. And, and let me just say, today, I'm going to be brief this morning. That doesn't really mean a lot coming from a, a, a preacher, uh, but I'm going to do my best. But I want to talk about some things. I want to talk about kind of the elephant in the room. Can we do that? Okay. And listen, I saw something. I'm going to be raw with you today. Listen, I, I always want to be a leader who's, who's always real as opposed to always right. Okay. I'm right. Maybe Maybe 20% of the time. It depends on if you ask Brittany. Um, but listen, I want to be real more often than I'm right, okay? And when I lead, when, I'm, when I walk with you as your pastor, I don't need to be out in front of you, uh, behind you, pushing you. I want to be beside you, okay? All right. And so I, I want to just be really real with you this morning. 
And so something happened last week. We all know. We all watch the news. And, and there was a group of people, and they, uh, they went up to the Capitol. They went in the Capitol. Whoever it was, you know, you can debate that. But here's the deal. The reaction was that people got really mad. There were people, the people that did it were mad. The people that didn't do it were mad. Everybody was mad. The Republicans were mad. The Democrats were mad. The people in the middle have been mad. Um, everybody was angry at each other. And I want to just, I'm going to get kind of political this morning. Is that okay? I don't like to do that. But I think that we need to talk about what's, we were going to, this morning we are going to preach something totally different. But I felt like the Holy Spirit put this, you ever had God do, do that to you? Where you, you, you get ready to do something and he says, wait a minute, no. And you're like, really? And it's, it's like a Jonah situation. I didn't want to really talk about this in this way because I worry. I don't want to offend anybody. But listen, it's time for us to wake up about some things as the church. Okay? And it's time for us to move past some things as the church. It's time for us to shake off some grave clothes as the church. Come on, somebody. When Lazarus came out of the grave, he had to get rid of the stuff. Okay? And what was, when, when his sister, when she talked to Jesus, she said, well, I'm glad you're here, but, but are you really going to raise him up? He stinks. And see, she was worried about the stink. And listen, there has been a stink hanging around for a long time. It's time for somebody to grab the Febreze. Okay? So, what, what's happened? This is what I've watched. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I've kind of fallen victim to this, and I've jumped in on this a little bit. And I'm so sorry, and I apologize. And I had to repent. Listen, the Holy Spirit got, man, I'm talking about got on to me. Got on to me. And what God asked me was, have you represented me? Or have you represented a party? Have you represented me? Or have you represented an idea? A political idea. And, man, that, that kind of freaked me out because I had to really think about that. And I had to think about some things that we're going to talk about here in just a second. But here's what I want to say before we move into this, this message. What our media, all of them, I don't care which way they lean, what they do is they push this idea that's us versus them. When they're speaking to their target audience, they say it's you versus them. But let me tell you what really happens. It's not an us versus them situation. It's an us versus us situation. Come on. I don't, I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. It's in the same house. First Peter, or First Peter 2 verse 1 says, therefore, so we want to talk about how do we, my, my title today is Aftermath. And I want to talk about in the aftermath of everything that's happened, not just what happened last week, not just what happened the week before, what happened the entire last year. All the sickness, all the shame, all the things that happened that bothered people, that messed people up, that people's lives got totally turned up uh, and, and, and just about ruined. And how do we move on as the church, as people that follow Jesus? What do we do in the aftermath to help repair those kinds of broken things? I'll tell you. 
Therefore, this is verse 1, therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. How many of you, I'm going to preach hard today. Can I do that? All right. Roy said I could, so I'm going to do it. All right. Listen, how many of us have looked at somebody on the other side of the political spectrum and said, they're an idiot. Listen, listen, I've looked at situations and I, y'all, I'm going to be real. And I've worried more about political leaning than where that person is with Jesus. And I've worried more about what someone's policies do for uh, the United States as a whole than where that person's soul is. Y'all, God really got on to me about this while I was praying and thinking about this message. He said to me, JB, it's time to stop. It's time to stop doing that. Listen, you might can post something. We talked about this in Grow You this morning. You might can post something in an anonymous way online, but you're never anonymous to Jesus. And if you're not representing him with the words you say to someone or about someone, they may not know, but he does. So let's not do that. And I apologize that I've been one to do that. Because I see things, policies that are different, ideologies that are different, and say, well, I don't agree with that. How could someone think like that? So I challenge you, don't you do that. Don't you repost that stuff. It's stupid and it's useless when it comes to building the kingdom of God. That's heavy, pastor. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. So the first thing I want to do, the first thing I challenge you to do this morning is to begin distancing yourself from the chaos. There's so much chaos. If you watch these news channels, if you're paying attention, there's so much chaos in our nation Last year, there was chaos all during the summer. There was chaos because of coronavirus. Last week, there was, there was chaos that we all heard about, and people want to point fingers, but chaos is chaos. Come on, somebody. doesn't matter who starts it. It's chaos. And listen, do you know what the, the – if you go all the way back to Genesis – and you read, what's it say? It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, he said, and it says, the earth was in chaos. And what does God do? He fixes that. And so if you've got chaos in your life, maybe it's time to step back for a minute. Say, whoa, hold on. And focus on Jesus. Come on. Maybe it's time to dial in. 
Uh, so what can we do? What can we do to start getting away from this chaos in our lives? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you just left feeling gross? Yeah. You know, I, I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day, and, and after it, I, I, felt, I felt like I, I didn't know what to do. And um, I, felt, I felt attacked. I felt like I didn't represent myself well in the, in the conversation. So what do you do? It tells us right here, man, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And I love how it says, like newborn babies. Where's Shelby? She in here? She asleep? <laughs> so parents, you remember when you held that baby the first time. Come on, that feeling where this, this little person is just, they're not mad at anybody. They don't have a leaning. They haven't been hurt. They're just there, and they're innocent. Listen, I want to be like that when it comes to Christ. I want to be found innocent, you know? Where, where I'm not tainted by all these situations, but where I'm only focusing on him. And he's my sustenance. And he's what gets me through the day. It's not checking uh, the news feed. It's not looking and, and worrying about other, someone else's business. It's not being hurt by the past and the scars. What gets me through is Jesus. That's how I want to be. And that's what this is telling us to do. The second thing, um, we want, the first thing, we want to distance ourselves from this chaos. Distance ourselves. The second thing, set ourselves apart. Uh, verse 4 says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also... Like a living, like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So what do we do? We distance ourselves. And I'm not saying that you don't need to be there for people because you do. What I'm saying is that you're pulling somebody out of the situation, not jumping into it with them. Come on, if you get, I love this quote, I don't know who said it, I don't know who I stole it from, but if you, if you see a pig, you don't want to wrestle the pig, okay? Because if you wrestle the pig, you both get muddy and the pig likes it, all right? And so if you've got a situation, somebody's going through something, that doesn't mean you need to get down there in the mud and, and waller, I like that word, waller. You don't need to be down in that stuff with them, okay? Because you know better. Because Christ has redeemed you and has set you apart. And so you know what to do, and that's lead that person out of that situation. You know the path to peace? Show them. Listen, we say the word lost. And lost isn't just a really uh, a TV show that ended horribly. I don't know if we have any lost fans in here, but the end of lost was really bad. Don't look it up. It will, it, it's, it's so bad. All right. When we say lost, what we mean is someone's out there in darkness 
And we know we've seen a great light and we've been brought out of the darkness. And so what do we do as we're set apart? We show them the way. I love the early church. They actually called themselves the way. That's what the movement was called. Okay. It wasn't assembly of God or Baptist or anything like that. It was the way. And that means so much to me because I know the way to Jesus and that's the way to peace. And so when we see chaos all around us, maybe we've got chaos in our, in our home. Maybe we've got chaos in our lives. We know the way to peace. We know that Jesus is peace. So let's set ourselves apart. And the third thing, as we begin to close today, uh, verse 6 says, for in Scripture it says, and this is talking about, uh, uh, this is referencing Isaiah. It says, see I lay a stone in Zion, a precious, uh, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Do you know what a cornerstone is? This is something, when it's placed, it sets the rest of the building. Big deal. And so Christ is this cornerstone. And the Bible actually says that he's a stone that the builders rejected. But he's chosen. Listen, I want to build everything in my life on that cornerstone. Because then, when we face situations, like what's going on, like what we see happening, when we face situations like people getting sick, like marriages falling apart, we can stand firm on that foundation. Listen, no matter how far we get off course, we can always course correct because it's perfect. Christ is a perfect cornerstone. And so I want us to, to think about who we are as people of Christ. Listen, we want to lead by example. And I want to challenge you. Come on, can I do that as your pastor? I want to challenge you. When you see these silly arguments, when you see these silly things like, oh, they're dumb or, or they're stupid or they did this or they did that, don't engage with that mess because then you get filthy. Instead, lead by example and sow peace into those situations. When someone tries to bait you, have you ever had that happen to you today? <laughs> Somebody comes and says, well, you know what they said? And, you know, you know what you need to do? Just say, well, let's pray about it right now. Watch what happens. You want to freak somebody out? <laughs> when they come to you wanting to gossip, say, let's pray about it right now, you and me. You lead. And then just wait. Just watch what happens. They won't come to you with gossip no more. Okay? Listen, <laughs> let's lead by example. Because guess what? We are being led by example. And that's that cornerstone. That's Christ. Everything we do as a Christian, as a little Christ, goes back to him. Listen, we want to love through Christ. Sometimes things happen and you get mad. Guess what? It's okay for you to get mad sometimes. It's going to happen. It probably happened today for a lot of us. 
all right? But even in your anger, you can love somebody. You might not like them, but you can love them, okay? And we want to love through Christ. You know what it says that through everything that he went through, this is also in 2 Peter, through everything he went through, the beating, they spat on him. It says they pulled his beard out. He never once turned against those that attacked him. And when I read that, it messed me up because I had spoken out in an angry way against people that did certain things. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, if I can walk through that and you wanna follow me, then you need to learn how to walk through that too. Come on, if we wanna follow Jesus, then we need to learn how to love like Jesus. And that means that when, when little things like insults and angry little things, when they come our way, you walk through those and you forgive so many things. Maybe, maybe you didn't even do anything and you're being blamed, but you still walk through that with grace and with love. We can do that as long as we focus on that cornerstone. And the last thing I wanna say is what's on our sign. You made it. Listen, if you make it through something, you don't stop growing right then. If you make it through a situation, by the grace of God, you better get ready to keep moving and keep telling and keep showing and keep growing. So I wanna do something today. We haven't done this in a long time. And this is gonna be super spiritual, but guess what? You're all supernatural, okay? So we're gonna do some spiritual things at church. Don't be surprised when we do something spiritual at church. I wanna do something, and I'm gonna lead by example here. But I want us all, we're not gonna gather around the altar right now, but I want you to find a place. Come on, this is what you, we all remember this. We all remember growing up hearing this. Find a place to pray. And I want us right now, Community Church North Webster, we're gonna set the pace for this year. That's what my original title was for today, was set the pace. So right now, we're gonna do something. I want you to find a place to pray. I want you to pray for your nation, and I want you to pray for your leaders. Listen, it doesn't matter how we feel about it. It doesn't, it really doesn't. Bible tells us to pray. Come on. Let's do that right now for a few minutes. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to kneel at this altar. And if you want to come up here, then you can. But I want you to find a place to pray. And let's pray for everything going on. Come on, church. Come on. Find you a place. There's something about getting down.